presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that features a trading card journalist and a golf journalist. We're back for another week of Baltimore Sports Talk. And boys, a few things to talk about this week. I think we have to start with this bizarre Matthew Judon situation. I want to start with spring training. I want to start with baseball. But this has sort of took over, I think, Baltimore Sports Twitter for about 48 hours and and. Banks, you wrote about it on, on Barstool Sports. I think, um, obviously, me and RDT consumed a lot of the content involved there. Give the listeners, if they hadn't heard about it, which I don't know how you couldn't if you're following this podcast, Banks, a quick synopsis of the situation, and then we can try to figure out, I guess, what this means. It's a weird one to talk about because it's just sort of a lot of like back and forth between a journalist and a player, but it's it's indicative of maybe where the Ravens stand on Judon, I guess, in a bigger picture, but kind of go over the the story here for us. It's kind of bizarre, and I'll try to rack my brain because it was a good five, six days ago. It felt like it was right after we recorded last week, but essentially, um, for whatever reason, Matt Judon feels as though Jamison Hensley from ESPN um, has been reporting some things that are untruthful or misleading in terms of his contract situation, the nature of the negotiations that are ongoing with that. Um, and if you've been under a rock as a Baltimore sports fan, Matt Judon is under the franchise tag and he's his contract situation has been a limbo for a couple of years here in Baltimore. So um, essentially the gist was, well, if you, uh, like a month ago, maybe right after the season ended, somebody had reported that Judon had asked or had been planning to ask for 20 million a year on the market. He quickly kiboshed that in an Instagram post, but uh, you could tell that he didn't take too kindly to that uh, sentiment because I guess in his eyes it was seen as untrue, and I tend to believe that it it was untrue as well just because that just seems like a very lofty number given some of his statistics and some of his accomplishments and just, I don't know, I just, it seemed ambitious. Um, So it feels as though he had kind of held a grudge and I don't, I don't think it was even Hensley that had reported that, but he brought that back up during this little scuffle of sorts that occurred. So anyways, um, last week, Hensley reports that um, there were some discussions during the season between Judon's camp and the Ravens uh, where they had offered him, I think 16 million a year or something like that. Um and Judon just came out right and said, that's just not true. Why are you lying? Et cetera, et cetera. And he, he coupled it with the fact that after you sign a franchise tag, um, there's a period in which you can sign an extension. And then after that period ends, there are not to be negotiations between that player and the team. He used that as basis for the fact of why that story that Hensley reported could not be true. Now, um, we can't sit here and act like teams and players abide by the rules in terms of negotiations. And, you know, no. it's the tampering situation every February and March before the free agency period actually begins is one of the bigger jokes of all the rules in sports. Um, so it's completely possible that Judon had indeed had discussions maybe informally or whatever um, in terms of what a potential extension might look like whether or not he was given an offer of 16 million and whether or not Judon had turned his nose up at it, who the hell knows, but it feels, it seems like Matt Judon did not take kindly whatsoever to the idea that, um, that that is how things went. And at that point, Matt Judon decided 
to um, first of all call, call out Hensley for being a liar, um, and then from there on Instagram, um, it's unclear as to whether he's joking by making up just unfounded rumors and in turn returning the favor. I guess I don't know if that's what he was going for, but essentially he said, "Why are you lying?" Uh, I have pictures of you at the strip club or something like I will expose you if you don't apologize, et cetera, et cetera. Very bizarre thing to do, whether, I mean, I have serious doubts that he has these pictures, but even if he did uh, weird thing to kind of just put it out there and expose them to a degree. Um, and it's just, it's just a weird thing to go after a reporter like that. It's something that you would think could get handled behind closed doors. Um, it was, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like it wasn't funny to picture of Jameson Hensley. He kind of looks like a, he kind of looks like a melon, looks like a Humpty Dumpty a little bit. And, uh, he, uh, to picture him in a strip club is a hilarious thought. It's, it just is, but, um, it's, it's for a guy who has a wife and a personal life. It seems very unnecessary and unprofessional on Judon's part. And from, you just can't imagine that any team, whether it be the Ravens or a team out on the market is going to see that and say, Hey, that's a guy that we want in our building. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it ultimately ended up being a bad look for Judon, even if Hensley's reporting on the number was off by a little bit. I think Judon did himself more of a disservice than whatever he thought that reporting did to his negotiations. I mean, he, to, to, to attack someone personally like that in a, in a public forum, uh, when clear they, I mean, these reporters cover these guys, especially these beat guys, Hensley and the and the like, on a daily basis. So they've got a relationship with these guys, and you'd think that could be, as you said, cleaned up offline, not you know on Instagram stories and things like that. And I, I it's funny because we've talked about Judon. This may be the last time we end up talking about Judon until he signs with somebody else, because I don't think there's any chance, barring something crazy, he's coming back to play with the Ravens. And I and you would always make the point, Banks, that like. If they wanted to bring back Matt Judon on a long-term deal, they would have done it by now. They would have done it by now. They mm-hmm. would have done it by now. And you think, okay, is it not only the production on the field, but did they think outbursts like this or behavior like this? For a guy that I do think has had some good and, and fun and lovable moments as a Raven as well, you know, you think about the body of Tycho Bell and all that different stuff, um, did they feel like he was kind of going down um, a road like this and, and maybe the character – combined with the play on the field that's all pure speculate speculation um but you see this come out and you think and you're Eric DeCosta and you're John Harbaugh and you say hey maybe maybe move on from this guy maybe this is not a guy we want to pay 17 million dollars a year or whatever ends up being on the market um it just feels like they're far away and this is probably one where the Ravens can kind of put it to bed um after this episode yeah it's just weird the whole the whole thing was weird um and I think ESPN had to come out and, and back up their Hensley and the reporting, but there was a good three, four or five hours there where, where this was just kind of hanging out there and it wasn't deleted. Eventually Judon did delete it, but it was just like, what is happening? Like the previous day we woke up and Tiger Woods was in a car accident. And I was like covering that on the blog. And then the next day I woke up and I'm dealing with a player calling a reporter, uh, you know, saying that he was doing some stuff that maybe is not shining him in a great light. It was just a, it's just a weird couple of days. You never know what the internet's going to throw in you any given day. Um, but like you said, 
I don't think that people in the building hold him highly. Um, and just like you said, I, if they would have brought him back uh, probably two years ago on an extension, definitely a year ago, if they really felt that strongly about the guy. And it's not as though his play was up to a standard in which that would change their minds at this point. So um, like you said, I enjoyed Matt Judon's time here uh, for, for some things. He was a lot of fun. He was kind of like um, – the, the fun things that Terrell Suggs brought to the table, uh, just kind of being a goofball and kind of be stirring the pot a little bit. And, you know, I, I can't, it's felt like Matt Judon was usually in good spirits. He is a fun loving yep. guy and stuff Agreed, is man. just like Terrell Suggs was for the most part. And um, I thought that that was a, a kind of a nice continuation of sorts that we had there with the defense and such. But um you know, we, we got a lot out of the guy for him being, you know, like a fourth or fifth round pick out of a, I think, Grand Valley State, you know, pretty small school. Um, you know, he was very much a project and we got a lot out of him. But at this point, I don't really see it continuing. So that's kind of the bottom line. And, you know, like you said, this could be kind of the last conversation we really have about him other than when we say sayonara. You hope that this was, as you, you know, you hope this was just like an isolated incident in terms of, you know, him having an outburst and this isn't sort of a – Yeah, I'm also – who, who the guy is. I mean – I'm also not going to act like he committed murder or anything. No, either. no. He, it was – Yeah, I mean, he got he got upset and handled something online he probably should have not handled online. And, you know, I'm sure it's, it's a learning experience for the guy. And I wish him well when he eventually signed somewhere else. You know, he was a – he had good years for the Ravens. Um, and, and seemingly other than this, um, you know – Handled himself okay. So yeah, I'm a not, weird I'm not situ- a weird, just a weird situation. It's weird. I'm not. Weird situation. I'm not clutching my pearls over it by any no, means, no. and I'm not looking down on the guy like his bad decision, whatever. But like, and I'm also not saying like, hey, be gone, you know, like fuck off, Matt Jude, not Judon. Thanks for nothing. I'm not at all saying that. Like, this just like this is probably the end of the road here, and I think the organization sees it that way. So, um, you know, it is what it is. It almost, it almost seems like he kind of knows that, again, his time is up here. And maybe he's like, you know what? I got one last parting <laughs> shot at this guy. Like, because yeah, who knows? But, I mean, maybe they haven't had a good relationship the entire and, time. And maybe he saw like, hey, I'm graduating high school. This is the time for me to go tell that that chemistry teacher who gave me a, a D in, in <laughs> sophomore year, you know, to go F himself. Because um, that came out Friday, was it? It was like it, it was just such a weird like, like like you guys have said just like a weird Friday night story. I saw it at like five, like four no, thirty. I think it was. I think it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? It was Why Wednesday. Did I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. I think it was Wednesday. Um, it was, uh, after we recorded. Just a weird. Yeah, like you said, it's a very strange story. And I've met Jameson Hensley, and again, picturing that guy in a strip club, I would have loved to see that interaction if it did happen. But yeah, like the the contract, the number, it's not like. It's not like Hensley came to the to the story and was like Judon got this contract offer and pissed on it and, and right in front of the Ravens and 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 then it, you know he stormed out. It's like yeah, here's a number that I heard and and Judon didn't like it and, and declined it. And it's like even if it's not true, like it's it's not the thing you really go and try and, and air some dirty laundry over if it's true or not. Um, it's it was it was very strange and yeah, like you said, I I think it's. That was probably the um, the cherry on top of Matthew Judon's uh, Ravens career because I, I don't think that uh, we'll be seeing him in, in purple anymore. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, 
his his time is is coming to an end here. Uh, another guy whose time may be coming to an end in purple um, is Orlando Brown. There's a pretty much just the continuation of what the reporting has been. I think Jeremy Fowler from ESPN had that his representatives have begun to explore a trade, which is not at all surprising. Um, and I think uh, Zareback had in an article um, that the Ravens really wouldn't consider dealing him for anything less than a first round pick. So we'll see where this stand up ends up going. It sounds like I'm sure the Ravens are gave them the, hey, go find a deal. And if you can find a deal, maybe we'll make a deal. Um, if you can find a team that's willing to give up a big price. Um, so that that kind of continues on in a, in a way. There's I don't think there's really much else to say. I, I you know, there's this is just going to be a stalemate probably into training camp. You would yeah, think. it's just a staring contest until you might think that the draft will be kind of an impetus to to yeah. potentially bring it to a conclusion. Um, but the the draft is is supposedly a very offensive tackle heavy, talent rich draft. So teams aren't necessarily. Um, you know they're they're they don't feel desperate enough to trade for for one per se unless you know maybe they miss out after the draft I don't know so yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll see if the Ravens can potentially prey on a team that you know feels like maybe they're an offensive lineman away from competing with only. That's what EDC does, baby. He prays. Yeah. Someone like a Seattle uh, comes to mind with the Russell uh, Wilson situation. And that's that's kind of it in, in in Ravensland as we as we roll towards the draft. All that stuff continues to come out. I think I've seen the same article. Um, it's the ten steps the Ravens can use to to uh, address the to get over the hump of the five guys that the Ravens can draft in the first round. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. So that stuff a is lo- going to. I was going to say a lot. A lot of it too is like, and you guys are like Banks. You're probably more in in like intertwined with it is Ravens fans like falling in love with these like random Twitter accounts, like with just an NFL logo is the, the picture being like uh, reports are that the Ravens will not go after Corey Davis. The reports are that the Ravens will not go big after Allen Robinson. And it's like just these random accounts. I like, think the Allen Robinson was, that was that, that, yeah, that was a, a substantial, was it? I forget. It was, it was substantial. I'm not surprised by it one bit either. No, because I'm um, not going to get that money. I made my plea, I think, maybe the first or second week after the playoff loss as to why it was pretty unlikely. As much as we'd like to have Allen Robinson, it's just not something that teams that continually have success and have organizational philosophies, they just don't go signing wide receivers and free agency for $20 million a year. They just don't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why anyone – I mean, I, and we touched on that very early. I, even in the – as you said, in the postmortem when we talked about on this show, I, there just was no indication that the Ravens are going to go get a top, top, top-end guy like Galladay or like Allen Robinson. They were going to fill in the gaps and maybe draft somebody. I tell you one name that I'm just like – I don't know that the fit is there because we have guys, this type of personnel, but I couldn't help but notice that Juice Check is hitting the free agent market. And if San Francisco is letting him walk, I don't know that there's another team in the league better suited for his skill set than the Baltimore Ravens. So it might be a little costly. He's probably in the six to seven million dollars a year range. But Nick Boyle's contract is really kind of in the same neighborhood. Um, you know, Patrick Ricard did a really great job in the second half of the season with Boyle's absence of you know taking on more responsibility with that type of role. Um, but I think. Tacosta and the way that we've constructed this roster, that might be that 
type of like H-back type addition that would kind of lean further and in, into what this offense does and, and like would take the run game to even another level. So all I'm saying is like, I wouldn't be stunned if that's a direction that the Ravens look to go into and try to create some sort of reunion. Cause there've been times during this Lamar Jackson era that I've been like, man, juice check would have been a monster in this offense. Now, would he basically be a third tight end? Like, because I'm just trying to figure out where he would fit in. Because, again, you still have Ricard, like you said. You still have Nick Boyle that you restructured. Where would he – who are you taking off the field there? Are you you just adding him into that kind of tight end? I think you're just – I'm speaking of hypotheticals here, but I think he would just be another – just another guy like a Boyle – Line him up in the backfield. Yeah, line him up in the like pistol. That. There. Um, Could you imagine a pistol with with <laughs> with um, what's his name, Ricard, Yuschek, and um, and like a Gus Edwards? Yeah, Is I Lamar mean, Lamar back there. I feel like they're yes. just leaning. The more they lean into it, and the the less other teams do, the less other teams are prepared to stop what the Ravens do. So. Um, I think that that is the mentality that they've taken and they may be rethinking it given that the results in the postseason haven't, haven't necessarily been there, but I'm not sure that that's the right mentality either. Like we've, we've got something good here. Lamar Jackson's abilities are what they are. And I think that if we can continue to shove it down teams throats and do it even more effectively, that's, that's nothing but a good thing. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that one out there. I think it's an interesting idea. In terms of a, a wide receiver fit, uh, Mina Kimes threw out Juju Smith-Schuster today on Twitter. You saw Mitch. me take. You saw me take a big shit on that, right? I did not. <laughs> I think I may have through the Exit 52 account, and then I don't. I don't know. I I hate the idea. I just. I don't. I don't care for. The I idea. think in a vacuum, in terms of his skill set, it's a good idea. With the all the other factors, Steelers, the history. I don't even really care about the dancing. I know a lot of people will care about that stuff. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, the reason I think he's actually a good fit beyond the skill set potentially is because he is not really being considered among this top tier. You could get him at a discounted price, and if you can get him back to a, his sophomore year of his NFL career kind of form, you kind of have a steal on your hands potentially. Because um, I think the Ravens, if they're going to trade, or tra- trade is probably a bad word, if they're going to work within this sort of tier two of like the Corey Davises of the world, Smith Schuster kind of becomes an option in that. I actually like Corey Davis as well, but uh. I think Sch- Schuster's numbers are a bit inflated just by volume, just the amount of throwing that Pittsburgh does in that offense there, and the, I mean you can't deny that losing the presence of Antonio Brown had an adverse effect on yes. his numbers and and. Everybody his production <laughs> so yeah um that's not to say that he's a bum like obviously he could still play but um i'm not wild about the idea um in terms of like production per route run i think hollywood browns is maybe even better than juju's i might be wrong on that but um try to keep that in perspective because i think that's it i kind of say this a lot as we look at statistics as it relates to the Ravens and compare it to other teams, it's completely warped because of the amount of 
throwing and amount of plays that and the time of possession and all these types of things that the Ravens do and other teams don't. Um, it's uh, I try to always keep that in mind as I try to compare because it's not rarely is it apples to apples between Ravens players and and players on other teams. Yeah, agreed. I mean the the, the stat is the stats are are not totally comparable based on the system and what people are trying to do. Uh, Willie Sneed uh, tweeted last week, any receiver can be a true number one. If they're in a system that allows them to be what they do after that is on them. 100 emoji. Hollywood Brown quote tweeted that with a 100 emoji. So maybe he's planning on being a number one receiver in this system. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was one that a lot of people grabbed onto and thought that there was a lot there. I didn't think it's, there was a lot there. Not, there's not really much there. He's, maybe he's planning on being a number one wide receiver and that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> Hollywood's back in my good graces. Great games at the end of the year. He's I'm Hollywood. Back, I'm again. back in. He I've got the jersey he, in my closet. I'm back, back in. in. So I'm back in. I think um, Yeah. Throw throw in like a Marvin Jones or something like that. And I think you got a good good complimentary. I, 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 this is gonna sound he because he looked very washy. I, I I'm talking myself into like one year small money for AJ Green. I'm talking myself into I was talking myself into it earlier when I was looking at wide receivers. I said that on 1057 a few weeks ago. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy took a big shit on it and I <laughs> I, I was I, just like, dude, I mean, like I, dude, it's it's completely you could tell he he didn't look as washy in terms of his ability. He looked washy like I'm in Cincinnati and this is anymore. a fucking dumpster fire. Joe Burrow is hurt. Correct. I was going to say especially Fuck after Joe this. got hurt. What was it, that he interception? Even, he, he wasn't even really <laughs> just... that bad. They weren't throwing. I mean, they, they sort of, like, you know, switched the entire thing um, as the season went on. And as you said, Burrow was gone, but they were kind of all in on the T. Higgins experience, and they just threw him the ball all the time, which is fair. He was yeah. – he was One he was year, four million. A.J. Green. It better Mar- than Des Bryant. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, Marvin Jones seems like a guy that is, like, a perfect signing for them, like, Marvin Jones plus a guy in the I don't know second third day in the draft and and we'll, we'll see in training camp. So we'll see we'll see the Ravens are going to sign a wide receiver at some point and we will see who it is and I just cannot wait to see the reaction from Ravens fans about it because I think it's the most anticipated signing of the offseason and it doesn't matter who it's going to be or somebody that's graf- drafted. Uh, Orioles spring training underway lost to the Yankees today. John Means roughed up a little bit in the first, but the the thing to talk about touch on quickly the, the Trey Mancini return is just awesome singles in his first at bat um had a sack fly in RBI today just really really cool um and and the fact that he is going to be back and maybe productive is is awesome uh Cedric Mullins uh start the all-star campaign now as well dude we're 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 riding the uh the hype train he ditched the um switch hitting strictly left lefty now so that's why it was so impressive to me today that his two hits I think both of them came off lefties um, the first one, first batter of the game, he drives it off the wall. Like this is his first at bat, you know, facing an MLB type pitcher. I mean, in an MLB game where he's going lefty on lefty and he cranks it off the wall. I mean, we, we saw what the kind of weapon he was last year with the bunts and getting on and base hits and stuff like that. I mean, he can be a hell of a fourth outfielder. He could even, I mean, if Austin Hayes can't stay healthy, if Austin Hayes right now seems, seems like Nolan Rymel 2.0, you know, it's soft tissue injury after soft tissue injury just over and over. Um, Mullins can be a nice little piece. I mean, we saw it the the year that he made his debut, and 
we all had him penciled in as that starting center fielder once Adam left and uh, th- th- that didn't work out, but I, th- I think he still has a lot of stuff to offer. And yeah, again, let's, uh, let's get that uh, Cedric Mullen for all-star campaign started. Yeah. It's, it's honestly this, this Oriole spring training start is weird. Cause we've touched on this massive situation 40 times now, but they're just broadcasting nothing. So seeing anything, you're just kind of looking at box scores or watching highlights that the Orioles eventually put out. Um, but I was just, you know, following the game cast earlier today. It was like, oh, Cedric Mullins triples off the wall. And it's <laughs> right. weird because see it. yesterday they were in Clearwater playing the Phillies, and they were like, just a heads up, if you're watching on GameCast, the GameCast is not accurate. If it was a strikeout, it would say one pitch. If it was a fly, every, every at-bat said one pitch. Yeah. So, like, at one point you could have watched it and been like, man, John Means getting three pitches and, and he's out of the inning. This is great. And it's like, but then today someone was like, hey – I've received word from the Yankees there, you know, since it's at the Orioles park or whatever, the game cast is accurate. So like those pitches are accurate. And so, yeah, it's, it's very limited stuff. I've actually been talking to uh, Jeff Arnold, who was on last week, just talking because they were on radio today. So I tuned in and listened on the radio because I needed my, my fill of Orioles baseball. Um, And it's kind of ridiculous because on Sunday they said there was no streaming, there was no game, you know, no, footage no no tv no radio no anything but after the game they show clips of usnail diaz's home run and it's the it's the same camera angle we're seeing and like there's cameras all over the ballpark where they're showing us his home run that went over boogs in left field so we're like wait what why can't this be streaming like why you guys literally have cameras set up um it's i mean again like we talked about it's just so wacky and even like the Braves, I think they've already played three games. I think the Braves just came out and they were like, oh, by the way, here's our TV schedule for spring training. We're showing six games. So like, it's not just the Orioles being super shitty at this. It seems like it's all of baseball. <laughs> like, did you see the Blue Jays? They're not even going to have a radio crew this year. They're just taking the TV feed and relaying that through radio. Which is going to be really weird to listen to on radio because absolutely, just call they're the two totally so different you dynamics. Call the game so differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's um, but the the game today too. I know Rock Rock Abadko said he is he's been covering Orioles spring training since 1997, and he's never seen this happen. And I don't know if you guys heard about what happened in the first inning with John Means. So Means starts. Um, he gave up a hit, got a got a got an out, and then Usnail Diaz made a bad play, and a ball went out, and then came in on it, and the ball dropped. Um, another guy, another guy got a hit, another guy got a hit, and I think they took Means out because he had reached his pitch limit. Yes. So I was driving around. So I'm like, all right, means is out. I'm going, I'm running into the store real quick. Um, they put in Jay fly. I think his name was. And I come out and John means is starting the second inning. They get spring training. You can put your pitchers back in the game because they were just like, Oh, he's reached his inning limit means is back out. So instead of him going to the bullpen and getting extra work there, he just came back out. And he said, he was like super confused. Jeff said he had never even heard of it before. Like, it's a spring training baseball where you can just yank a pitcher and put him back in whenever. I, I think it's wild, but. Yeah, Hyde said after the game, I guess it's a new rule that you can return the starter to start a fresh inning if you just want them to get extra work. Exactly. And I again, guess it makes, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's spring training. Everyone's just trying to get ready for the season. Especially now where you can decide halfway through the game, you know what, let's only play seven. Let's only play six. Like you can, it's getting a lot more whatever let's just go with it and again especially if these guys are going to finish and then go down to the bullpen 
and and get their work in there. Might as well have him face Aaron Judge one more time. But it was just it was funky because I get I, I thought I like went back in time when I came back out of the the store and John Means was back in the game after being taken out. Yeah, it's 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 very very weird. Um, and the, the pitch limit stuff is gonna is gonna very much come into play. Um, and hopefully there's continued ways to see some of these highlights. Just seeing Diaz's home run was really really fun. Um, I'm glad that that was able to come out. He then struck out three times today. So yeah, not great. Um, he's uh, did, be- I, I don't know if you saw it. Um, I before this is obviously before we got the uh, you drew it. You drew the highlight, which is beautiful. Got it. Got to get creative. I tried to tried to draw something. Many people thought that that was uh, my daughter's drawing. It was not. It was for me. <laughs> um, just got to give the people what they want. You know. Was that Microsoft Paint? Nope. That was good old um, uh, Crayola marker. And there you go. Uh, you know. I thought it was it. I thought it was like an HD highlight. I, I was totally fooled. So you did People thought that it was a new Top Shot. Exactly what they thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get the moment of using Neil Diaz's uh, of using Neil Diaz's spring training uh, home run. Yeah. So the 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 Orioles will keep on. It wasn't great to see John Means really struggle in the first inning, but it's the first inning of. His first start, game. first inning we, of the we've game. Got, we've got a lot of time. We've got yeah, a lot I of throw time it, I throw it this thing. behind You guys it. aren't going out there trying to execute a full repertoire of pitches. They're just looking to hit spots and try to work on things and get, get a feel for things. So, like, that's what we were talking about. Was it February? I guess March baseball. I mean, March 1st, March 2nd, whatever day it was. I mean, there's a lot of time here. Yeah, if you want to watch competitive baseball right now, watch all the college baseball games that are on ESPN Plus and watch ESPN start this week a lot of college baseball to watch if you need comp- really competitive baseball until uh, major league baseball comes back yeah you can watch some uh some jack Leiter and kumar yeah yeah seriously mm. if you want to watch the future of <laughs> what's the guy's name too Jade, Jaden hill lsu yes. i mean lsu's got yeah i mean there are some, have so some many guys kumar rocker is awesome for vanderbilt if you don't the know videos that have been coming out have just been so like if you and want... it seems like sec pitchers are just going nuts now on the mound this now feels like it happened four years ago, but if you don't know who Kumar Rockers and you're listening to this, go search his um, his no hitter against Duke in the um, in the regionals. That was incredible. As Not Duke, even like as Duke loses to Georgia Tech. Oh, after, uh, yeah. in a very bubblicious game. That that should be it for the uh, the Blue Devils unless they win the AC tournament. And they don't go to the NIT either. They're not doing NIT. No, no chance. They will deny. No that. way. So, uh, Coach K will be on a beach somewhere. Maybe this time next week. Um, maybe a little later in the week. I guess they'll have to go and play the first round of the ACC tournament at least. They'll probably win a game there. But, um, yeah, it could be at North Carolina. Comes I out. can't imagine him on a beach. Yeah. No, what I can't. Durham. What an image that is. You think like he's <laughs> like Tech, Georgia Tech's players are leading like a slow clap here to the fans. This is tremendous. Five consecutive <laughs> wins for Josh Pastner and his and his face mask. What a, what a, what a show the ACC What do you is. think Coach K does for fun? Like, he's, he doesn't strike me as a golf guy either. You know, no. it's like no ah uh, lectures, probably just lectures. Yeah, teaching life lessons on how to better yourself as a man. Is Coach K not a golf guy? He just does. I can't physically see him playing golf. He's pretty freaking old at this point. Yeah, he's also got you know his his historic back injury. Yeah, it's true. Coach K's seventy four. Yeah, he might not. That's well, what happens when you dye your hair jet black every two months. I was gonna uh, say, like, I can't imagine him on a beach, like, with a bead of sweat going, and then you just see like the ink coming out of his hair, just like <laughs> he looks dri- like Giuliani dripping down his face. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. 
yeah, I, <laughs> that's a fun image. Tough, tough year for the Blue Bloods. Although Michigan State kept themselves alive beating Indiana. Speaking of a Blue Blood, I guess sort of still. Um, yeah, Indiana might be out. Could be the end of Archie Miller. I don't know if either of you guys wants to coach the Hoosiers, but that job's probably going to be open. So, oh, is it not? Um, shoot, is it Brad not Brad Stevens? Stevens? <laughs> uh, I think Brad Stevens is going to stay in the NBA. Wow. Even if if the Celtics let him go, I think it's like a Billy Donovan situation where everyone, oh, what are we doing here? They're gonna they're gonna replay the Miracle Minute on ACC Network after this. Get oh, out of turn here. it off. Turn Get it off. Here. They Get know you're here. watching. I'm feeling good. Tur- yeah, they they know I'm 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 hate watching the Dukies, and they're like, you can absolutely leave this network right now, Taylor. You can absolutely leave the ACC Network. Um. Oh wow! EJ Manuel joins the show here on ACC Network. We're, we're, I'm getting off the rails here. Bringing um, out all the stars. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Uh, speaking um, of the Terps, a uh, big win for them, and I will use that to take us to. Uh, we'll do Maryland personal week, and then we will get into our starting five, which is going to be sports movies. But let's get um, Maryland personal week out of the way. And Eric, I'll let you go first. So, so just so you don't take mine, Taylor. Um, I'm going in again. We're going to keep it in house. I may still be taking the one that you had in mind. Um, Juan Dixon. We talked about him before. Yeah. Leading the uh, leading Coppin State to the the MEAC Northern Division Championship. Just I like we talked about off air. It's awesome to see him coaching a team. Not not necessarily coaching. They're not in the ACC. They're not in the Big Ten or anything like that. But hey, the championship's a championship. Banners fly forever. Um, I love Juan and and. So any anything he does, I'll support the one and only. I did in seventh grade, Miss Eby's class. We got to do a project on anything. I picked Juan Dixon. Had a big old poster that said the one and only. So special place in my heart for Juan Dixon. Yeah, Maryland and uh, Calvert Hall College High School's finest, Juan mm. Dixon. Uh, now they will go to the MEAC tournament, uh, and you never know. Maybe Juan if Dixon they can find his way 20... to the NCAA tournament. They it seems like they have a team. Uh, that could win like that league. I looked at the standings this morning. Uh, looks like North Carolina A and T is the class of the MEAC this season. Um, so we will see what um, he could do. Morgan State, the other um, Baltimore school in that league, coached by Kevin Brodus, who was an assistant coach at Maryland. So a lot of University of Maryland ties to the two Baltimore schools involved. But yeah, good for Juan Coppin. Thanks. All right. Um... I kind of wish that I hadn't told you this story. Um, I told you some some of the finer details, but I'm going to be taking the the starter at Eagles Ridge Golf Club down in Florida, mm. where I played around on Friday. Um, I'll set the scene here. We come up to this course, and uh, the attendants take our bags and throw it on a cart, and uh, we go into the clubhouse to check in and do all that. We come out. And we find ourselves riding on cart 69 for the second day in a row. Yeah. Heck of a fight. Nice. Nice. So we pull up to the first tee and the start of there is, I mean, we're talking about uh, Southwestern Florida where there is nobody over the age of 60. The early bird special is no special because that is when dinner is served in this place. So we pull up to the first tee and this starter here has a smirk on his face. He says to me, Oh, you got a cart 69 there. That's my favorite number. And he's just all fired up about it. Just having a great time with it. And uh, he goes on to say like, Oh yeah. You know, I turned 69 in may. 
my wife said, don't even think about it. And he was just chumming it up. just having a great time. Set the scene for the day, just (laughs) chopping it up with the boys. We were the youngest guys on every single golf course we played on this little golf trip that me and my buddies went on this weekend. And um, you could tell that he had that 69 joke just like locked in the chamber waiting for some youngsters that he could really throw that at. And he finally got his day in the sun. Um, so I'm giving a shout out to that guy. That's my Maryland man of the week. He probably saw like a Gronk interview and was like, Oh my God, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yo soy fiesta. Um, I'm going to give my, uh, Maryland man, woman person of the week. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta touch on my Terps here. An 18 point win against, um, the Michigan state Spartans. And I'm going to have two people share it. Uh, Eric Ayal, 13 for 13 from the line, 22 points. A little bit of a mellow Trimble game for him. Uh, he's been one of the underrated players in the entire conference um, and deserves some recognition. Um, and then Aaron Wiggins with the with the absolute swag 360 dunk to finish that thing was tremendous. And it was one of those games that – and there, I have missed the fans a ton going to these games. This place would have – I don't know if – the town of College Park would have survived either the 11-0 run to start the game with the three threes or the Aaron Wiggins dunk to end the game. The Aaron Wiggins dunk to end the game would have been an all-time Xfinity Center moment had there been 17,000 people there. And uh, we got robbed of that, unfortunately. It was still awesome, but it just, it made us all sad. I think everyone working the game, we were just sad that, that that didn't have that, but good for those guys. Terps looking Pretty comfortable in the tournament at this point on the 8-9 line, depending on who you look at. Games against Northwestern tomorrow, uh, or I guess today if you're listening to this on a Wednesday. And then uh, Penn State to finish it off on Sunday night at 7, senior night, um, for Daryl Morsell and Reese Mona uh, and Galen Smith. So uh, Terps are rolling along here. Hopefully no trap game like Rutgers last night who got pounded by Nebraska. Um <laughs> So we'll see. Big Ten is, is top serving. Terps really have a chance here to build the seeding. Uh, if they can win two and win a couple in the Big Ten term, maybe even one, they could get themselves to the seven line. They really need to get out of the 8-9 game. And it doesn't matter which way they go. They're either going to go down and be a 10 or they got to go up and be a seven. You just don't want to face a one seed. And the two seeds are a little bit more manageable. You don't want to face Gonzaga, Baylor. They won't face Michigan because they played them twice, but you, you just want to try to stay away from the Zags or Baylor. And if you can drop down a line and play someone like Alabama, West Virginia, maybe Villanova, if they can kind of get it back together, you feel a little bit better about that situation. So, Hashtag we want Bama. Sure. Give them to us. You Give said us it. Bama. I'm just – Give us Bama. Uh, any honorable mentions? I'm going to take uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, of course he had his little episode there with, uh, winning the golden globe award, but I actually, um, in the last 24 hours found myself, uh, starting and finishing Ted Lasso as, uh, I don't know if, um, Morgan Cox recommended that to us. I think it was off, off the air that he said that to us, but, uh, I watch it phenomenal. Like Ted Lasso is the most happy go lucky dude on earth. Absolutely infectious. I highly recommend watching the show if you can. Um, had some, I would have watched it sooner if it wasn't on Apple TV, which is a little wonky in terms of its availability, but, um, had to watch it on my phone. Loved every second of it. Um, blew through the whole thing, mostly last night and a little bit today. So I was going to ask what streaming service it was. It's Apple TV though. Yeah. 
there's there's becoming too many. Yeah, I think it's, big, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Big Cat on the Rundown was saying how two years ago everyone was cutting cable and was like, oh, I'm saving this much money by having this streaming service. And now if you have to have all these streaming services, you're paying more than you did when you had yeah. cable. It, it was inevitable too. I mean, that was yeah. just so inevitable because all of these companies were going to create their own with their own IP. And that's a, that's a conversation for our podcast today and streaming. We'll take that to that one. <laughs> Any honorable mentions for you, Eric? Yeah, I got a couple. So, and they're kind of the, the same people that I've always done. Trey for his obvious reasons that come back. Um, Jeremy Kahn for, he did get the Mo bobbleheads in. I know those things are hot commodity right now. I went over to his house last week to pick mine up. Um, they're flying off the shelves. He's trying to get orders placed and I'm, I'm trying to help him deliver some and things like that. Um, Johnny Minadakis from our uh, title sponsor, Jimmy's for going on the today show, I believe. And yes. him and Marlon, um, I, which I believe Marlon Humphrey missed his flight to come up the day earlier. It's not a, it's not a big deal though. I think he was rabbit hunting or something like that. Again, just a wild person uh, Marlon Humphrey is, but it was cool. It was cool seeing the famous fund on um, the today show and all the stuff they're doing with pickles. It was like all, all our worlds colliding, everything, all of our activities that we like all rolled into one. And then um, Dan Connolly. And again, this ties back into Trey. If you have the athletic and you haven't read Dan's piece on Trey and the last year of his life and like what it's been like, and it's not even the last year of his life. It's basically his whole life story. And it, it just goes through everything. And, and it really details the, the last year in particular with Sarah, his girlfriend, and, and just the cancer diagnosis, the COVID stuff, everything. It's, it's probably about a 25 to 30 minute read, but it's a hell of a read. It's, it's, it's why you get the athletic, like there people complain about putting it behind a paywall. It's, such a it was such a good piece like i would pay for it again just to read it it, it was really really good check it out if you haven't yeah that's that is yeah. on my list of of things to get to uh and i have to i, I have to do my obligatory dan connelly calvert hall guy sorry we're everywhere <laughs> what can i say we're all over the person of the week uh one honorable mention for me oh go ahead thanks oh no you can do yours i have another honorable mention, uh, no. uh, uh bubba fairman Maryland men's lacrosse absolutely truck sticked a Penn State midfielder on Friday night. That is something you always love to see. John Tillman's guys are rolling. Uh, lacrosse is back. I'm going to try to have a lacrosse one in this segment every week because um, it's the sport of the state. So besides jousting, maybe I can get a jousting one in here too, <laughs> but, uh, which is the official state sport. But uh, Great name too. Yeah, Bubba Fairman, great name. Two Bubbas in Maryland athletics. We also have Bubba Allen who's our leadoff hitter for baseball, so also <laughs> very good. So couple bubbas. Um, but, yeah, anytime you just absolutely throw a Penn State player on the ground, good job by him. One more honorable mention for me is going to be Colin Morikawa. Um, yes. Have to give him a shout-out for sure. Uh, the kid is unbelievable for what he's accomplished at this age. Um, second person under the age of 25 next to Tiger Woods to win a major in a WGC event. Um, he's also on a list, a short list of people with four wins including a major at this point in his career. And the other names are guys like Arnold and Jack and a lot of really iconic golfers. The guy just seems unflappable. Like he just, um, and that golf course that they played was an awesome golf course. I thought it was really, you know, challenging if you missed in your spots, but rewarding if you hit good golf shots and that's what you want out of a golf course, especially when the stakes are high in a WGC event. So, 
Kyle Morikawa, he's had a heck of a year winning the PGA last year, winning the WGC now. The sky's a limit for the kid. Hits his irons like pretty much like we haven't seen at anybody at that age since Tiger Woods. So um, kid's got a bright future. And I see a lot of people comparing his hot start to like Jordan Spieth's early career, that whole thing. I think that's hogwash because Jordan came in and just had unbelievable putter was just his short game was so phenomenal, but his uh, tee to green was a little bit susceptible, but Colin Morikawa has got it all. He, you know, struggles to putt a little bit, but he changed his putting grip and, and that went a long way from this week. And putting is something that's super variable as it is. And uh, you can, you can depend on iron play like Colin Morikawa has for a long time. So he's going to be, he's going to be around forever. He's tremendous. He's a great smile too. Like he's very affable guy gives off awesome vibes. I like the kid a lot. Uh, And a great couple weeks for Cal golf with him and Homa um, winning back to back weeks um, at the Genesis. And then at, at, at at concession at the concession, excuse me Mm -hmm. um, in the WGC. Uh, It's been a good golf season so far. I know we probably talk of golf on this show more than the audience probably cares about. Because I I felt myself just going on a rant there about Kawa. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting real inside baseball. But uh, it's been a good, it's been a good golf season, and it feels like, and especially if you look at things like the Ryder Cup standings right now, the it's officially young gun time in U.S. golf. I mean, it is both sides. Yeah, and both you're right. Both Victor sides. Hovland. I mean, Hovland. Yeah, I mean these guys are coming very fast at, at the top of the at the top of the the, it's the, the tiger effect, man. Yep, and they're all there. I mean, and obviously you know the the tiger stuff happened that day. Good to hear that he is. Um, he looks like he's going to be okay. But um, yeah, it's it's. I think the Ryder Cup has the potential to be tremendous based on the amount of talent and young talent that's going to be there. That's going to be really fun at Whistling Straits. It could be a very good golf. Could be a very, very good golf season um, if the start is any indication. All right, guys, we have a a starting five draft to do here, um, and we're going to do sports movies. Um, last week, as everyone knows, we did our uh, minor league baseball team names. A uh, week before, we did cereals. Um, so we are kind of moving along into some different paths here. But we're going to do sports movies. Um, last week, the order was Banks, RDT, and then myself. Um, so I guess I will get the first pick here since Banks had the – Did you have the first pick two weeks in a row? No way. Hold on. I got I don't think I did. I, I think I story. wanted it for the cereal draft, and I didn't oh, get it. I had it for cereal because I picked Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, Banks that's an easy week. one. One you had it last week for for the biscuits. Uh, yeah, the biscuits. Yeah, for I the biscuits. I didn't even scout them. Where did my list? Where did my list of the drafts go? I just had it open to to determine the number one pick here. Oh, timer's running out. Yeah, I'm getting the number one pick though. You're pulling up Vikings. Um, no, I just wanted to make sure I got the order. Uh, I try to keep these, whatever. So, um. Looking at this, Banks is going to get the second pick. I will get the first pick. RDT, you're getting the uh, the Dublé pick here. So let me just uh, write these down real quick, as I never prepared this before. Um, and I get the first pick. So I think what we're going to do here is um, you have to have one each from the big three sports. Is that what we decided? Football, baseball, 
and basketball and then two wild cards, unless you guys want to do just free reign. I could go either way. Call it. Call the shot. Doesn't matter to me. Call it. You know what? We're going to do free reign. We're just going to do absolute free reign here because I think I'm just going to go way off the board and just have a little fun here. I kind of want to double dip on a couple sports, to be honest. Perfect. Fantastic. Go. But I'm going to start it off with something solid, something that is going to be the backbone of my squad, a movie that gives me incredible feels every time I watch it, and I'm taking Field of Dreams, number one. Not even on my board. Yeah, I didn't put it on either. (laughs) Tremendous movie. Tremendous movie. I understand Kevin Costner is an enemy, so I just... Can't do it. Can't do it. Tremendous movie. An enemy. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, Banks, you got the second pick. (laughs) (laughs) Second pick. um, I kind of thought you were going to go in this direction when you were going on your little dialogue there, but monologue, rather. Um, I'm going to take Remember the Titans. Um, I think that this is the number one football movie by a solid margin. Uh, just speaks a lot to American culture. Um, Denzel's tremendous. Um, get a little Ryan Gosling, a little sunshine. Good movie. I mean, it's just a good movie all the way through. And there's some good laughs in there too. So I don't think anybody turns their nose up at remember the Titans. Great soundtrack, by the way. Oh, fantastic. Phenomenal it's, soundtrack. It's the cinnamon toast crunch of, of sports movies. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. I, I think it gets a little overblown, but uh, just, I don't know about that. You're tossing Costner yep. in our face. And, and I love look Denzel. at us and say Denzel's that. incredible in this movie, but I mean, it's. I'm Yoast! not going to piss at you. It's a great movie. Wow. Okay. All right. So I got back to back. Um, I'll do this one. I'll, I'll do. Um, we're going to do Major League. I think okay. Major League is. It's up there for it, it. Major League is such a good <clears throat> Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Like, oh, you catch it ten minutes in, and you're like, well, if I could put the remote down, because I'm I'm gonna be quoting this for the next hour and a half, two hours. Um, All time classic characters, some great scenes, and it's just it's it's fantastic. Certainly shout on the out, board. Shout out number two for being filmed at Camden Yards. It's always funny to see that too. Tire world. Let me see. My second one, I'll go again. I don't know. I'll put it as a uh, a sports movie. I'll go Happy Gilmore. Okay. Why wouldn't it be a sports movie? Yeah, because because people are like, oh, it's a comedy and it's it high, it's high on my board. Yeah, that's what it's Dude, uh, again, comedies to start for the. I too. feel like we've talked about Adam Sandler a lot the last couple of weeks, and but it doesn't. I don't really need an explanation. It was there. absolutely it's on happy. my board. So that one is off the board, huh? Banksy. All right. Um, I got decision time here. I am going to take. <laughs> I'm going to take Bull Durham. <laughs> classic. Great movie. Hilarious movie. All time classic. I like it better than Major League. Um, Kevin Costner. It's it's a great movie. <laughs> the whole scene at the pitcher's mound is fantastic. It's an all time scene. It's so funny. <laughs> I we might have to extend this draft. There's so many options to take here. Um just extend it on the fly. I am gonna take Ooh man, this is so tough. 
This is just so tough. I want to make sure I get. Um, I'm going to start uh, at six and take uh, Miracle. Chalk. Chalk pick. And then, which I actually watched the other night on Disney Plus, and I just. I, I, it's not like the greatest movie of all time. But it's just a fun watch, and I, you can jump in at any time, and it just it just rolls through. I, it's just movies amazing. movies where you just know exactly what's supposed to happen, even like even though you rewatch movies and you know what's going to happen, it's based on such an infamous event that it just did never really did a lot for me. I uh, this the the uh, the speech he gives in the Great Moments Are Born and a Great Opportunity. It's a great great sports movie, one of the greatest sports movie speeches of all time. Uh, at seven, I'm going to take Creed. Hmm. I love Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed is a great movie. Creed uh, is very good. I may is... or may not have, have, uh, I think it's the best. I cried. Sports... I cried. That's what I'm trying to say. I cried. Yeah. The movie made me cry. might be the best sports movie of the last decade in a decade that honestly didn't excel from a sports movie. No, not at all. Um, I think it has a case to be the best. There are maybe a couple others that will get picked in this draft that have a case, but um, I'm interested to have Michael a conversation B. about a movie that may get picked. Okay, Creed that I won't is pick. A, Creed, Michael B. Jordan is great. It is probably Sly Stallone's last great performance. I can agree with that. Um, thanks. That kind of throws a curveball at what I was thinking about taking. Um, so I'm gonna go with Caddyshack. Mm. Caddyshack probably shouldn't a, have gotten this far. Yeah, it's it's. I'm just kind of racking up some classics here. Um, probably the vast majority of the demographic for this podcast that might might not have seen it, might not get it. But I mean, my old man and Caddyshack, like it's just like ingrained. It's like the Happy Gilmore for for it like the, the generation it's, above, it's so, like it's the hilarious. older, mm-hmm. like. It's it's your classic movie where the guy, where Danny Noonan is like the straight guy, and everybody else in the movie around him is just a complete whack ball. It's a it's character. a gra- it's a great movie. It's a great great movie. It's Alrighty. I mean yeah it's I think it's maybe the funniest movie ever made. It's and and um, it's an absolutely all time performance from Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney mm-hmm. Dangerfield comes out and throws a hundred and one in every single scene that he's in. And he's just so tremendous. So the club's popping out of the bag at the end. What, I mean, what a great movie. What a great movie. Probably should have lasted that long. Go ahead, RDT. All righty. So my back-to-back, my first one, I'm going Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is just an all-time. Yeah. And again, if you want to talk about a great movie where you think you know how it's going to end. Oh, this is – oh, here we go. They're going to go in. They're going to face this team that they shouldn't even, you know – be in the same building as superstar booby miles gets you know he's hurt and they're but they're not they can't even be on the field and then you see him driving down you're like oh shit they're gonna win and obviously you know what happens the soundtrack again is is awesome in that one too really good underrated soundtrack um and just an all-time i i love it i think it's i think it's a great movie and then after that so i have a quick friday night lights take I, I, can't, I can't do it because of how much more I like the show. I, See, I've never been able to the get, inevitable I've, conversation. I've never mm-hmm. been able to get over how much I like the show more than the movie. And what did you see first? Has, um, the movie. Okay. I also I, saw the movie first, and I like the show better. 
love that show. Okay. That show is so good. It, it gets a little wonky in the second season, but other than that, it is tremendous. I was watching. I had started watching the show, and literally halfway through the second season, my buddy just straight up told me the last season and how everything ends. So I did. I just stopped watching it right then. But it's almost like a second show. Like it has the show where he's at the one high school and then he moves to the other. So it's almost like a whole new set of storylines. I just. I was like so turned off. I was like, I don't even. I don't even care now. Like I. I know how it ends. But Joel, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And maybe, maybe that's another show. I'll really, go back and. Really dynamic characters in that show. Like Tim Riggins, obviously, is very beloved. Coach Taylor, beloved. Julie, not so much. Not beloved. Not so much. It, it's one of the all-time pilots. It's one of the all-time pilot yeah. episodes of all time. It's it's like a tremendous pilot. Plus, like uh, you just call your buddy seven, like that's sweet. Yeah, I, Lila Garrity. Oh. I, um. I mean, it's just uh, and and <laughs> and it's Julie Taylor and Coach Taylor, Coach T. I mean, that's all-time couple goals. I mean, let's be honest; those two are tremendous. I love that show. That is maybe my favorite show of all time. It's that maybe, I, I may have to give it another watch, or we'll finish it. For the I'll let you go time. with your next. Oh, Michael Michael B. Jordan was Michael awesome B. Jordan. Too. Oh, just pops in at the end. Yeah, just pops in at the end. It wasn't awesome. quite the end. It was a good two, or, three two, seasons. two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three seasons, yeah. But but you know they just throw him in in the middle of the show and he becomes a superstar. Star power, baby. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, this next one, I am going. I'm going. White man can't jump. Okay. That's another just like movie when you see it come on in the afternoon on Comedy Central or something, you know it's going to be a good day. Um, some fan, some great quotes and clips and just scenes from that movie are so good. Um, old school movie though, but it's I, I love it. It's 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 a good rewatch every now and then. So I want to be honest, never seen, seen it. Jump. Never yeah, seen it. It's never a movie it. that's never done it for me. I've seen it one time. Really? Oh yeah. man, I I love it. I think the it's I think it's phenomenal. The scene at the beginning with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, the initial basketball scene is good, and then I, the movie kind of loses me for the rest of the movie. Uh, I I think it's so funny. If you watch <laughs> that so though, like Wesley scene. Snipes clearly cannot play basketball. He's oh yeah, the ball you could tell. So high. Mm-hmm. The slow motion one that you can really yeah. see where he like yeah. dribbles it up eight feet in the air. Yeah. He's like clearly exaggerating because that's what he thinks he should be doing. It's like someone. It's like when the people play video games and shows and they just jack the shoulder buttons because yeah. they think like, oh, there's buttons here, but you don't you ever, you ever use the shoulder. Yeah, buttons that, that, that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Um, I think, dude, it's it's actually kind of turning out in a way where if we did the categories, I'd be slaying it either way. I am gonna pivot here and I'm gonna take a basketball movie. I'm taking Space Jam. Mm. Space Jam, another another movie with an all-time soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think, especially for our age group, this this thing came out when Michael Michael Jordan was just at the top of the game and just an absolute superstar. And the cartoon element to it and everything is just it's just a great movie. It's obviously got Bill Murray. I've got a little double dip on Bill Murray here. Um, and. Uh, I mean, just some classic lines in there too, like uh, Newman trying to find uh, Michael Jordan down the hole. He's fixing a divot. Like it's such a, <laughs> it's such a great line. Um, I just, yeah, Space Jam. Space Jam gets put on lists occasionally as one of the worst sports movies of all time, and that's just clown. That's just it, clown it, pick by the, people. This is the if is if the you don't open like. If you don't accept Space Jam for what it is, it's just That's a what it fun is. movie. It's a popcorn movie. Like, 
then you know whatever man it's like, it's, it's it's great it's not one of the best sports movies of all time. It's one of everyone's favorite sports movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And that's fine. Yeah. This and is, that's fine. And yeah. that's part of this draft. That's I mean, that's I mean, I'm about to take a movie that is exactly in that category. It's not one of the best sports movies of all time, but it's one of my favorite sports movies of all time. And with the twelfth pick, because I'm I think I could get this later, or with the I guess these are my last no. I can't get this later. I could. Uh you got two I, picks. I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking cool runnings. Cool. I, I should have seen this coming. Love yep. Cool Runnings. <laughs> Olympics movie. Run the truck. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Feel the rhythm, feel the ride. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Cool Runnings was going to be on my team. There's a thousand better movies I could pick, but there's no movie. I I watched Cool Runnings the other night, too. Tremendous. It's just I just put it on. Uh, I almost took it number one overall just to just absolutely <laughs> blow this and do a different thing, but I, I, I drafted a little more strategically than that. Uh, I just think Cool Runnings. I just think Cool Runnings is tremendous. Um, uh, and then with my final pick, there's there's a lot of different ways I could go here. There's some quality. There's some favor. But once again, I got to take one that I just think affects me more, <laughs> Just that I think it just brought me more joy. Then some maybe some of these better movies, quote unquote. It's between two. I'm taking D2 the Mighty Ducks. I, I, oh, I'm taking D2 the Mighty Ducks. The great pick. It's just it's just so so good. The end with Julia the Cat Gaffney against Gunnar Stahl. Like if that if you were a kid and that didn't that entire sequence of the shootout didn't make you nervous, like you you were not living. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean the Junior Goodwill games. <laughs> uh, Gordon Bombay losing himself, going for ice cream with the Icelandic trainer. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Gordon? S- being seen by the Bash Brothers, the Bash Brothers, woo woo, Kenny Woo. I mean, you you could go for There's so for, many forever and ever and ever on this. Dwayne movie. Robertson, Dwayne yeah! Robertson, <laughs> Luis Mendoza finally fucking stops. What a moment! Uh, it was oh. not gonna end this draft not on my team. Those two movies were gonna be on my team. And they get taken with the last my last two picks. That's a phenomenal pick. That's <laughs> one that I have a lot of envy that I didn't get a chance to draft. Kind of puts me in a little bit of a pickle here. I'm gonna think of my feet and I'm gonna take Rocky Four. Yep. Okay. I think it's the best of the the Rockies. Um, because you know, Rocky the original is lauded for being it's a movie, it's a film. Like it has the story is much more about Rocky and Adrian than it is about boxing. And then you get into the sequels and becomes it's just a boxing movie and it just becomes kind of a meathead film where and then as the movies progress and there's like technologies and stuff and there's cheesy montages and it just leans into it. Rocky four is the peak of that. The training montage out in Russia, Mm -hmm. uh, the caricature that is Ivan Drago, um, him just like punching into that like machine that measures like his, I don't know, his his force or whatever that he's putting into his punches and all that stuff, him fucking killing Apollo Creed in the ring. Um, if he dies, he dies. If like he dies, there's so much iconic. Lines. It's so, iconic it's lines. such a great movie. It's the best of the Rockies. I would have felt empty if I didn't take a Rocky movie at some point, I almost took it with my third pick, but you had to take Creed right before it. Creed is also phenomenal. I probably would have taken Rocky four over Creed, but Creed is great in its own right. Um, Rocky Four is a pick. Finish it off, RDT. My final one, 
again, like you guys, you're I'm following in your footsteps. Not the best movie, but I think one of the one of my favorites, the newest Longest Yard. It's okay. it's a star-studded cast, um, and so many quotes, and it's just a, it's a laugh out loud funny movie. Um, the 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 jail team, the the cop team, or whatever you want to call them, having like Stone Cold Kevin Nash. Who like all those some, old wrestlers. Some believe that Nelly was uh, denied an Oscar on that one. <laughs> he was great. He was he was awesome. Didn't even have shoes on. They had to put him in the cake and send it to him. Put him in the cake. So <laughs> yeah, Eddie I mean, is an all-time cheeseburger. Character. Like <laughs> you know the, the, the scene with Michael Irvin too. It's just so it's funny. It's a ridiculous movie. It's, it's a truly ridiculous movie. It's great. It was on great, my board. honestly some great hijinks with Berlin in the final scenes. Yeah, like. Which Adam, I don't know. Adam Sandler some pulls stuff, some too. awesome announcers between Brent Musburger and Waterboy and Dan Patrick, Vern Lundquist, Patrick and some and, stuff. Uh, Happy he, puts, he tries to put Dan Patrick in like every movie now. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a thing now. It's like a um, Schefter always tweets the royalty check from that, which I think is funny oh. every year. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> he gets I like sixteen that. bucks a year. It's great. It's great. He's probably probably spending more in postage to send him that. The best uh, was like like a, a day party at Towson or Maryland or something, and you'd see like a Mean Machine jersey, and you'd like that's that's a tough jersey right there. It's a good looking jersey. Yeah, I think we all looked for a Mean Machine jersey at some point. Yeah, office. everyone did. Uh, okay, teams. I had Field of Dreams, Miracle, Creed, Cool Runnings, and, and D two, the Mighty Ducks. Banks has Remember the Titans, Bull Durham, Caddyshack, Space Jam, and Rocky Four, and RDT has Major League, Happy Gilmore, uh, White Man Camp Jump, Friday Night Lights, I put those out of order, and The Longest Yard. I, th- I think that's 2006 or five. I put 2006, I just guessed, um, not the older version. Uh, let's do, we're going to do honorable mentions here. Let's just throw them out one at a time. Banks, you start, we'll just go around. Banks. Team and see I think the biggest, um, at least how the public will see it, the biggest snub here is Sandlot. Uh, I, not even, not even on my board. I'm not, not on my list. Wow, well, yeah, I'm, it's on my list, but I, I think the Sandlot is is a touch overrated. I would agree. I've Hard had that say. tweet and I've been lambasted for it, and I. I this is it's one of those things. The movie. That, it's it's one of those things where if it affected you and got you, you're in love with it, and if it didn't, you don't care about it. It's like similar to something like Space Jam. Like Space Jam, for a certain group of people, if that's something they saw in their formative years, it means a ton to them, and if you didn't, you're not going to watch it now and be like, ooh, I love Space Jam, for the most part, I would think. Whereas something like Caddyshack, I think, is more timeless generation to generation. If you Sandlot's all the, it's all the nostalgia factor. It's like I remember being a kid, and what, sitting down and watching it like with all my friends, and it's great. And then it's like you watch it a couple years later, and again you're like, okay. Which is why D two Mighty X is on my list. Although I watched D two the other day, it holds. It, it, holds. it, it does hold. I mean, it is just plays. Hey, get right into it. Uh, RDT, what's your first honorable mention? Um, I'm just going straight down my list. Moneyball, awesome uh, movie. I, that and, was and again, the it's not more movie that I think is overrated. I I did not don't like really Moneyball? care for that movie. Interesting. I think that's a great movie. Great movie. Guess what uh, I'm going to say next. Uh, I'm going to take one. Uh, Rocky One is a really, really good movie. Um, it's a good movie, yeah. And and probably would have gotten picked in other drafts. Thanks. I was I was going to say that I like the book better for Moneyball. Uh, uh, cool. It is cool. Uh, little Little Big League. <laughs> yep. Okay. Little Big League was on my list. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. is the coolest cameo he's, that's ever happened. He's the villain in that. Yeah. 
He's the coolest villain that's ever happened. I, his awareness <laughs> is shit because he falls for – I mean, shout out to the the guy down in the bullpen. Uh, what about the first base coach? He's got to do a job there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was just an all-around lack of <laughs> awareness by the, seemingly everyone involved in the play. Like, everyone who should have been paying attention for the Mariners had – good hijinks, was, though, by the Twins. Again, shout out to the um, – Shout out to the bullpen, uh, the security guard down there. Um, my my other one again, just going down the list, uh, rookie of the year. Uh, I was gonna say that, yeah, the, that goes year. hand in hand with little big league. Yeah, I, it was like that. That's it. Could I have like been little league. big league better, but funky butt love. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just continue the baseball movies of that similar vintage. Angels in the outfield. Hmm. Yeah, that, I forgot that's about that. Yeah, in that yeah. bucket too. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, Tony Danza, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah, Danny Glover, it's kind of star studded. Is it, is it back to you, Taylor? I guess you nah, just say Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll I'll throw my last baseball movie out there. I love, and I think this is an underrated movie, I love A League of Their Own. Love that movie. I've never I seen it. almost drafted it. That's preposterous. Tom Hanks has had a lot of great characters. Tim Hawks? Tim Hawks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jimmy Dugan may be his best character. I love Jimmy Dugan. He's just Please. a drunk Former Major League Baseball player that has to manage a bunch of girls. So he, uh, I was going to say Tony Larusa. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Basically, Tony Jimmy, Dugan, Jimmy Dugan, no Pat Dugan. That's all I'll say about that. I think that he would turn his nose up at that. I think that he would say, <laughs> I just Jimmy Dugan's the man. RDT. Um, Warrior. I okay. Warrior is I, a, I have seen Warrior. Warrior is a good movie. Warrior. I went through movie. a phase where I probably watched that four or five times a week, like yeah. right after it was That's available to, on DVD way too or whatever. Many times, but good movie. Awesome That's an movie. Underrated sports movie, and mm-hmm. came out at a time when no good sports movies were coming out. Yeah, and like it's still, it's like, I like again, I had no idea if you guys had even heard of it. Like Tom yeah. Hardy's the only reason you would hear of it. Yeah, MMA movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. I don't know if you guys. I'll throw this one out there. Sort of more of a niche one as well. Rush, uh, the F one movie is a great movie. Great movie. Uh, you would with, have uh, an F one movie with Chris Hemsworth. It's really good. It's really really good. Daniel Brühl. Um, I have five left on my list. Yeah, run them down. This is. They're, they're kind of very much in the same bucket. One is a little less so than the other four, and the four are just like the same movie. Yeah, get get your board done. Uh, the Replacements. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to I my was going to leave that to you. Always, yeah, you always got to leave that to me. My grandfather's a referee in that movie. Um, so the Replacements. And then four in a row here that are the same movie. Talladega, Talladega Nights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Waterboy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Semi-Pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yep. God damn it if a guy just learned fucking English. <laughs> RDT? Um, I'll kind of do the same thing. I'll just run them down. No explanation. Uh, Varsity Blues, Little Giants, We Are Marshall, Any Given Sunday. And, yeah. Yeah, Banks took the rest of them. <laughs> uh, I have some <laughs> some minor all over the place left here. Loving Basketball. I did put Blue Crush on there. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Maguire, which some people okay. don't consider a sports movie, but has a lot of obviously sports movies. 100% a sports movie. Uh, like Mike. Uh, the fight, The Fighter, Hoosiers, The Blind Side, and Rudy. Oh, Rudy. 
Felt like we had to get awesome. Blind Side in there for Michael Orr. Also, some people don't consider that a sports movie, but I. Why I would it not it be a sports movie? I, I, sometimes if it's like the it's sports, not a big game, there's not like an objective. Yeah, it's like the the sport is not the objective of the movie. Yeah, but it. it, it like, no, I think it is a sports movie. I mean, yeah. I think um, sports is such a big part of the movie. I'll make a case that old school is a more of a sports movie than The Blind Side, if that's a criteria. Okay. Old school? Yeah. Gymnastics, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh speaking of Stick It, I forgot to put Stick, stick It. it. I'm sure oh that's a Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go into Guys that, vs. Urchins. Luck of the Irish. That oh, too. God. Uh, you want to go into that? That's what about... my favorite of that bunch. We might have to do a Disney Channel movie draft. We, yeah, I, I, I let's get into that. Write we it down. Talk, <laughs> we'll talk offline about that. We'll talk offline about. It. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be a controversial draft too, because I think my picks are going to just absolutely piss people off in that draft. <laughs> as because I'm going to take things that <laughs> high school musical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to annoy people <laughs> with them. my picks in that draft. Uh, we probably missed some too. Uh, they come to mind. But real quick, this last like decade of sports movies, not that good. No. Not I've been that thinking good. about it for a while. And I felt like Moneyball was the movie that people thought in their minds broke that chain. I don't really see it that way. There's some ones that are that I, I that I just think got lost that are good. Um forty two is a good movie. Yeah. That I don't think people talk about. Chadwick Boseman's very good in that. Rush was one. That's 2013. People don't know about Goon. Goon's a great movie. Uh, Warrior. I'm glad you brought that up, RDT, because that's one that's never talked about that is a mm-hmm. 2010s movie. Um, one that people thought was going to be good that I don't think is all that. And I love Will Smith. Concussion is in the, is a 2000s <laughs> movie. Draft, draft Day. <laughs> and then there's there's uh, The Fighter is also one that is in there. Draft Day is in there. Moneyball. <laughs> And then a really depressing one that I can't bring myself to watch it after watching the 30 for 30 on this the same story is Foxcatcher, um, which is about the the uh, John DuPont, you know, killing somebody. It, 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 the wrestling movie, it's it's just not You, not, not you know, I, I do feel that the rattle of the sexes and I, Tanya, are also considered good sports movies. Huh. The rise of the sports documentary and the 30 for 30s and all those types of things, I think took a lot of focus off of this genre as a whole when it comes to just traditional filmmaking. Yeah. The other one that people love that just came out in the last two years, that actually my parents just told me they saw and that they thought I would like, is Ford versus Ferrari. Um, right. It's funny, when you look at some of these top ten lists, it's like racing movie, MMA movie, figure skating movie, baseball movie, boxing movie, racing movie, Moneyball's a baseball movie, but it's it's they don't do these traditional sports more anymore. than that. Wrestling movie, boxing boxing movies are always gonna happen, and then a tennis movie. It's you're not seeing a ton of like, you know, football, basketball, and maybe they're just, you know, running out of stories. I don't know. But I think boxing movies will always um sort of there's there's a boxing movie to be made about a Floyd Mayweather type character that has not been made yet. That I think is like there's not really a like a parody boxing type movie either, is there? You would think that that would have happened by now too. Oh, uh, like sort of one like a comedy, a comedy, like a boxing comedy. That's an interesting but, a butter bean type. <laughs> Maybe. Not really. Yeah, there's not really the other <laughs> people might not consider this a sports movie because it's WWE, but the fighting with my family movie. Um, that features WWE wrestler Paige is considered a very good movie. You also have the wrestler with Mickey Rourke, 
Right. Consider that a sports movie that that is very very good as well. Um, Ready to Rumble, terrible movie. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's our sports movie draft. That's one we can honestly revisit and do again. We we could have done like twenty rounds of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. easily. Um. But I love the Disney Channel original movie one. We will we'll <laughs> we'll visit that one. We're we're gonna do some sort of March Madness one in the next couple weeks because that is that is coming uh, fast here, and I cannot wait for March Madness. I, I sometimes will just this is gonna show much of a loser I am. I sometimes just put the CBS music on as I drive and just drive to it. <laughs> just, you drive so much faster when it comes on. I just get to my just I'm just getting myself in the mood now. The turfs are looking good to be in it. It's just good stuff. So I can't wait. I can't wait. The NCAA released the courts. Couldn't even give Purdue gold. Couldn't even give them gold as their color moniker. Come on, NCAA. Figure it out as Purdue. <laughs> I say that as Purdue plays in front of me here against Wisconsin. Looks like they're gonna win. Um so yeah, that's that's what's that's what's coming up. I think we'll we'll go to some uh, some of a March Madness uh, focus here in the next couple weeks. Orioles and Ravens continuing on. Any any parting shots from you guys here? No, no, I, you're looking for a go-off king potentially. I thought you might have one a little bit, but I don't even think you want to go there. Uh, don't have one. Don't have one right now. Um, as we get into March Madness, I may, but right now, I do not. Um, Jalen Johnson, uh, the story's kind of over at this point. We're not even going to revisit that one. Duke <laughs> is not going to make the end of the tournament barring something insane. So um, that's kind of – we've kind of put that to bed. Uh, as you said, RDT, do want to finish on this – amazing Jimmy Seafood on the Today Show and everything they've done with the Famous Fund. Um, just really, really cool and I think is going to have made a big impact on Baltimore. Um, hopefully, um, you know, as, as vaccine keeps, you know, kind of trickling out to people, we'll have more of a normal thing and we can get into some of the more local Baltimore spots type of stuff that we sort of talked about wanting to do at the beginning of the show. And just because of COVID, that stuff has been really tough to talk about. Um, in terms of going to restaurants and different places, but what Jimmy's has done has been awesome. So proud to have them as a partner on the show because that is uh, looking out for your neighbor right there. Uh, make sure to follow the uh, everyone on social media. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10 You can follow the podcast at Exit52Podcast on Facebook, Facebook on Instagram and Twitter. I got Facebook in front of me. Excuse me. Good Lord. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Serious. Wow. Um, and make sure to email us. x 52 podcast at gmail.com is the email. Um, if you would like to uh, send us questions, ideas, whatever, whatever you want to, you want to chat with us, you can DM us as well. Thanks once again to our sponsor, Jimmy seafood. We will see you next time on the exit 52 podcast. (laughs) 